Hello? Chris, it's Scott. Oh, hey man, how's it going? <laughs> totally excellent, dude. Oh, um, okay, cool. Well, what's up? <laughs> Not much, compadre. Just chilling out here at Mikasa. All right. Hey, uh, are you okay? You seem different. Oh, yeah, man, I'm totally tubular. I've just been listening to this bitchin' new podcast and scarfing down some zaz, you know? Right. Bitchin'. Totally. It's called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, and it's a completely gnarly new show that breaks down, analyzes, and discusses the 1990 live-action Turtles movie one shell kicking minute at a time! Wait, one minute at a time? Like, a whole episode dedicated to just, like, one minute of the movie? Oh. Hey, Scott, hold on a second. Dude, I have got a boss new podcast to show you. Oh my god, it's like totally rad. You're gonna freak. Hey, Adam, Rachel, uh, come in, I guess. Is that Scott? Put him on speaker. Yeah, he was just telling me about Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles, Turtles Minute. Minute? Excellent. Excellent. Rad. Dude, dudette, how totally mondo is that show? Totally, man. I like scoped so many fresh new knowledge nuggets. I feel like my brain is going to explode. Yeah, and it comes out every day of the week, so I can just max and relax and score some serious turtle time. Chris, you have to motor over to DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute right now. Yeah, okay, I, I just... Am I going to start talking like that? Yo, Connor, don't be a spaz. Yeah, be wicked. Bodacious. Righteous. Fresh. So, bro, what's it going to be? You going to check out Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute or what? Well, I guess there's only one thing to say. Cowabunga! Yeah! yeah! Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, available July 31st on DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts. To Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the movie Spider-Man, one missing the part where that's my problem minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. <laughs> I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Hal Loveland. Hello, everybody. It's me. Hey, thanks for being here, Hal. Uh, welcome, welcome back. back. <laughs> Glad to have you. Today we are talking Minute 43, uh, which begins with the uh, promoter, the wrestling promoter, telling uh, Peter about three minutes and why he's not going to pay him money and ends with Peter uh, giving a really steely gaze after telling him, I missed the part where that's my problem. Yeah. yeah this, this is, is uh, is, is this the longest minute that we've watched so far? Like, uh, you know, like it just feels long because I guess maybe because of how important it is. Yeah. And because of like, 
the 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 burglar isn't even introduced before this minute and then he's gone before the minute's over like yeah. within 30 seconds he's introduced and gone yeah it's wild um yeah it's crazy there's a lot of stuff in this minute it's weighty yeah this is a, this <laughs> this is heavy doc this is a heavy uh, <laughs> sort of set of 60 seconds here um i guess i guess we should start with um the uh the sort of logistics here, like we talked about yesterday, uh, it's not as if the fight promoter is wrong in his little loophole lesson that he's um, that he's delivering to to Peter here, but boy, is he just mean about it um, mm-hmm. when, <laughs> when he gives it to him. Uh, he's very stern. It makes me wonder if the old guy, like the old frail guy behind him, mm-hmm. uh, is it the real show promoter? guy and Mm. and this is just like he's like kind of like the show promoter's muscle in a way of like (laughs) you gotta like we can't give this kid three thousand dollars so you need to intimidate him and you know yeah because i don't like who who the hell's this guy back here like i guess he's an accountant or something there with like a mechanical uh adding machine or whatever just like yeah really looking at the numbers like no we can't afford yeah Yeah. (laughs) there's no way it's gonna happen get tell him tell him to get lost uh I, yeah, I'll give I, it. I'll give it to. I'll. I'll, I'll give it to them though. Uh, mm-hmm. Their little coffee maker over there. They use uh, recycle recyclable uh, coffee filters. Oh, that's uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Very, very Looking out for the environment. Yeah, you know? <laughs> this post-consumer grade brown uh, coffee yeah. filter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's good. Good job. Uh, literally, just just cash all over all over his desk. <laughs> yeah, big old big old pile of dirty dirty money. Yeah, he's like, now get out of here, so I can get naked and roll on all of this money <laughs> <laughs> with all my pinups on the corkboard. Uh, yeah, well, that's the other question. So, is this, this is this like a permanent location, or did they like just literally just like move into this office for the night, <laughs> including like all these pictures and everything? Yeah, you know, uh, my guess is they pro- if all right in the logical world of this film, uh-huh. not logical in the yeah. world of this film, uh-huh. uh, I would guess that they just there when on wrestling nights, and there's an office back there that they use. So it might not mm-hmm. even be their stacks of money or pinups. <laughs> or just piles of paper. It's just a series of like the guy who runs the second-rate Harlem Globetrotters. His papers are on there too, and then uh, the circus. It's just a bunch of like old dogs. They're they've got their papers on the desk too. Like it's just the archaeological dig to go through all of those papers. Probably. Well, on the wall, it's all wrestling pictures mixed in with the pinups. Yeah, uh, and then like wrestling flyers and stuff. Right. Um but this could just be the wrestling section yeah. of this venue and like, oh, you're a wrestler? Okay, you go in Office 5B. Um, <laughs> that's, that's where the wrestling people go. Or maybe sure. everybody gets like 30% of each wall. If they're like, okay, you can, yeah. put, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, if we can if we can see the 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 other side of the wall, uh, the fourth wall, they, it's actually just like a bunch of pinups of like of like wedding dresses and stuff for like the <laughs> for like those like wedding conventions, you right, know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like <laughs> woodworking all on one wall, you know, somebody else's guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the office next door is for the gun show, so they're right. just like. <laughs> pictures of guns everywhere yeah oh god um we talked about the sort of um stark shift you know where where uh the um the 
the previous scene almost ends super abruptly and then we're we're stuck in this room immediately but i also like just the um the change in tone in the in the look of the scene like this is so um grimy noirish compared to uh-huh. uh, pretty much every other scene that has come before it in the movie where things have for the most part been fairly light in tone and very fairly you know bright colored and you know mm-hmm. popping uh but this is like you know like somebody's gonna kick up their shoes on the desk and you know a femme fatale is gonna walk through the door or something like that like this is a a very different movie that he's wandered into in this moment that he's ill prepared for um yes i just yeah i just like the way that it's structured and phrased and that we sort of have the promoter looming so large in the frame the entire time uh at least in the beginning mm-hmm. of the in the cap draft uh there's actually he doesn't just say like i need that money um instead of saying that he says you don't understand it's not for me it's for my aunt she needs this medicine and and then the promoter is like a sick aunt are you for real i missed the part where that's my problem Ooh, yeah Rip. so he's actually even more of a sleaze ball yeah uh, but so is peter in that moment right Cause right he- <laughs> right because he wants a car he doesn't right. he doesn't yeah it's oh. it's not about a sick aunt um so both 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 people are way more of a sleazeball in that uh in that moment yeah yeah um, yeah promoter also calls him a wise ass which is yeah uh, yeah, I don't think we have that many sort of like um, edging up on curse words in the in the final cut of the movie. Um, you know, I mean, we might have a couple of things like that. But I think like, a, like, well, kick his spider ass, kick his spider minute. ass last minute. You're <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Is wise ass worse than that? I don't know. No, no. Kick him kicking someone's butt rather than like calling them a wise ass. I don't know. At any rate, the the key the key phrase in there is I missed the part where that's my problem. Uh, and I think it the the scene lands as much of a punch with just that attitude because that's all he's really saying uh in any other version of the scene um God, yeah, i hate it i hate it it makes me so uncomfortable uh. <laughs> also also the fact that peter says i need that money no you don't yeah <laughs> i mean you you really don't like you yeah. want it you don't need that money uh, in fact, you don't even know that your plan to buy a car and woo Mary Jane uh, is even going to work. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was a like it, it's weird to me that Peter it didn't click for Peter that she was putting on a show for Flash of being impressed with with his car. Like, yeah, he, he, she was acting like it, she doesn't actually care about the car. And he thinks so little of her that. Oh, that's what she likes. She likes a guy with a car. So that's I'm going to go do her. all. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to. There is. <laughs> She's not going to care that you have a car, dude. She doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> New York City. There... You don't. Yeah. <laughs> right. No one yeah, needs a car. The fact that Flash has a car is actually pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah. Like what a waste. <laughs> yeah. Also, but there is what something. A dumb like... waste of money. Yeah. <laughs> There's something genuinely like teenagery about that, though. You know that yeah. that oh, he sure. he so does not get it. He do, it is that's I I I feel I mean I feel genuine empathy for him. You know, regardless throughout the scenario, and this is obviously the the point in the movie where he falls the most off the path of who he wants to be or should be. Um, but it's still very easily mm-hmm. to track emotionally. Right. Like I am 
I totally get that attitude when sure. you're a dumb child yeah, person. He, and, uh, there's there's a know. darkness in him. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and it's, you know, when yeah. he lets the guy go, like he's he's pleased with himself because he's setting up the sick burn that he's yeah. going to lay on this promoter. And yeah. that's all that matters. Yeah. 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 It's, it's not about doing what's right. It's not about, you know, justice. It's only about revenge. You know, in right. that in that way, I, I I seem to remember from the actual comics, right? That mm. Peter Parker he he doesn't wrestle just one match; he wrestles several matches, and he's right. sneaking out, and he builds. He becomes a, a TV star, yeah. right? He becomes a huge star, and because of his ego, that's why he lets the guy go. It's not revenge on the promoter, he's and because a- he lets him go, it, he's he's literally wasting his talent and his power yeah. out for personal gain, which is not what he's doing here. Here, he's been cheated. And he's upset and angry, and he's a teenager, so he looks for revenge. So, right, yeah. In that way, that this part of the story doesn't translate as well because well, the expectation well, is hmm. that, of course, he's 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 a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because because I think I think the concept because it's it's sort of um, you know, because the 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 lesson that Uncle Ben imparts to him in the car, which is not is not a lesson that uncle Ben imparts to him in the comic that, that, that lesson is just done in narration in the last panel of the, uh, of, of the first, uh, the amazing Span- fantasy 15 story. Mm. Um, so it's like Stan Lee is imparting the, the, the lesson to his character that he just created. Um, oh. but, uh, it, it, the lesson that, that uncle Ben is imparting to Peter when Peter sort of blows up at him, of the great, you know, great power, great responsibility. It's in reference to his fight with flash, meaning yeah. that like, just because you can hurt him doesn't mean you should. Mm-hmm. And so when this happens, it's sort of the same deal. It's like, yeah. just because you can hurt this show promoter doesn't mean you should hurt him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Even I kind of like, a, yeah. That, what is I, the phrase he used? Um, that kid probably deserved what he did to him, but right. Even though right. you, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the same thing here. Yeah, I, right. I cut you off there, but so I, so I it's remember. sort of it's sort of like uh you know I don't I don't I I think that the way that it's set up in Amazing Fantasy is like you said how like it's it's very right. much his ego and it's very much uh just sort of ignoring the fact that he has power and he should be using it for you know responsible things like saving people and things like that mm-hmm. but here it's it's more about peter as a person and yeah. less to do with his powers like it it's it's interesting because and i think it's a little more poignant um at least to me i th- mm-hmm. i think it is because it's more about because you know Uncle Ben doesn't know that he has like literal great power. Right. Yeah. He just he just is like, look, you're becoming a man, and you know what kind of man are you going to be? Are you going to be the kind of man who just beats down everyone that you think deserves it, or are you going to like be the bigger man? Mm-hmm. And you know, in the fight with Flash, he decided not to be the bigger man, and then here he decides not to be the bigger man. And making that mistake twice costs his uncle his life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's it's a little more. Um, uh, there's not a good adjective for this, I guess. Uh, but it it applies more directly to his his. It's never stopped you before. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> it probably won't ever uh, stop me from continuing to babble until I land on something. But uh, what I what I like about it in in 
in contrast to the sort of amazing fantasy version um, is that we have a, a philosophical approach to responsibility in user power for good, but this is anybody could have, could have stopped this man at this moment. Not anybody mm-hmm. could have quote unquote used their spider powers for not being on television, but anybody could have helped stop this robbery at this moment, regardless. Mm-hmm. And it's not a situation that requires his spider strength, which is basically what you were saying. But I like, I like the distinction of a- any good person in this scenario might be able to uh, prevent whatever tragedy is about to befall, regardless of if they have the spider powers. And I think that might make it land a little cleaner on us uh, as, as viewers at the moment. I don't know. I, what do you think, Hal? Because you, you said you like the through line in the comic uh, from a more personal standpoint, or is that just a, a, a preference preferential? I, th- I think the story's stronger in the comic because mm-hmm. nobody says with great power comes great responsibility. It's just mm-hmm. the, the, the panel at the end as he walks away, because that's mm-hmm. the lesson that he's had to learn. He's, mm-hmm. he's abused his power. Yeah. And because of that, somebody close to him died because he didn't do what he should have when he had the chance. Yeah. And in this film, it's coming out of anger and hurt. But also, it's odd for the promoter and the cop, like the cop to come and be like, "Why'd you do that? I don't understand." Like, the guy's running with a friggin' gun. Mm-hmm. Of course, you get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, want to get hurt? All you know is that he beat up a wrestler. You don't know. You know, he's not bulletproof. He could yeah. easily have been shot, and that's that's what the guy was doing. There's just a lot here that doesn't quite work, and I know it's a lot of it is set up so. You know, that idea of of uh, the thief saying thanks in the elevator comes back over and over again and it's in his flashback. Yeah. But there's so – and I love this movie as well. And it, yeah. it just kind of bugs me when the basic – when the bedrock of the canon mm-hmm. gets shifted just mm-hmm. enough that it takes me – like the, the, the later, the amazing Spider-Man movies were terrible <laughs> because – uh, because of the way they handled his origin. It just yeah. didn't, it, like, he learns no lesson from his uncle. Yeah. Like, that, mm-hmm. that they take that away, they take away the foundation of what makes him, what turns him into a hero is saying, never again, I'm never going to use my powers for anything but good because yeah. being a TV star and making money doesn't it doesn't make me a better person at the end of the day it's being able to make sure nobody else's uncle ben ever gets killed by a robber that that nobody stopped yeah right yeah and that that isn't what we learn here here we learn is don't be petulant don't be a little prick and right your, your family will still be alive because he right. would have been <laughs> if he hadn't been if he hadn't been angry and but the central idea of Peter Parker is not learning to control your anger and ego. That's Marty McFly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> true. True. So it's, the, it's the wrong lesson being taught. That said, for the for this version of the film, it all works. All the acting yeah. is good. It's shot oh, yeah. well. Mm-hmm. I just I, – I, it's – that's sort of the, the nerd in me. And if I didn't – if I hadn't ever read Spider-Man and I came in and saw it, it would make perfect sense to me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a better scenario in my head because I wouldn't know it existed. That's mm-hmm. fair. Yeah. Yeah. I will say I I really do like the uh the thanks. Uh because <laughs> I, I, I like that he is so 
genuinely thankful. Like, <laughs> like there, there's something. Yeah. yeah. Well, because in the Kep draft, he says, thanks, freak, um, yeah. which isn't yeah. as good. I, I just like that. He's like very like, oh, thanks. Thanks, buddy. Like, he's just thanks. Like, yeah. He's so like, I, it, it just, it makes it even worse. Like, <laughs> you know. Because the fact that he made this guy so happy makes right. it makes what happens even worse. I feel like maybe the thanks is what keeps me from uh from from feeling bad about the the change the 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 way that Hal prefers the original one because I think the thanks is what sort of implicates him a bit. You know, like Peter yes. could have maybe maybe if he didn't like choose to attack a dangerous person with a gun, uh, he could have at least like you know, stumbled a bit and taken some time getting out of the way or doing anything other than very visibly helping the man yes, uh, to right. the point where the man recognizes it and thanks him for it. Um, right. I, he could have absolved himself of some guilt there True. Uh, in any other way. But the, even that man notices, oh, yeah, you really helped me out there, bud. Thanks. Yeah, it's 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 a powerful moment, you know, whether or not you there's there's another moment that would have worked well in the in this part of the movie, um, this version of it is really, it, it's a dark, dark little beat. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. I, that's, that's a really, really good point. Yeah. And everything that like, I kind of want to sit and watch the whole movie now, just to sort of, uh, <laughs> relive all of that because I, yeah. the things that come, come to you afterwards, you know, yeah. the first time you see it and maybe the first few times you see it, you're so excited to have, a, like a decent Spider-Man on screen. And yes, the new, I think the new one is b by far the best. Cause it's hard to play. You do have to play two characters. Yeah. And yeah. The, Toby Maguire, I, I love as Peter Parker, but his Spider-Man, they didn't really write a lot of classic, like Spider-Man talking witty kind of dialogue, which yeah, which right. Who has all over like the, he won't shut up, which is <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man. He's a kid. He's excited. Yeah. <laughs> There's still a little bit of that bravado in him. Yeah. But that being said, this feels like, oh, they hit all the beats. The beats are there for for the for an iconic moment that turns him into Spider-Man. There's no doubt mm -hmm. that that this was going to motivate him and give him that final push. It just it, it's you can't it, it's tough in retrospect not to go back mentally to what I've read and what I feel is like, well, the source material is there. You right. don't need to you know, and that that's the same thing with the organic webbing. Yeah, which is that's the whole debate. There is Sam Raimi going. Well, I don't believe that could happen, so uh, <laughs> I might as well just make it come out of his hands because that's more. <laughs> well, yeah, what do we have time for? Scientific. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like what? Yeah. Why are we suspending our disbelief there? But the rubber bars on the wrestling ring are okay, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Still, my favorite thing I've learned about this movie. <laughs> Fun facts. Fun facts. Fun facts with how. Uh, so, um, so the burglar as a character in the comics for the longest time, he was just, you know, random burglar. But uh -huh. later in um, continuity, he became Carradine. At one point, he actually uh, teams up with Mysterio, which I made my made my imagination wander because as, as as we talked about last week. Uh, Bruce Campbell was actually playing Quentin Beck in this scene um, and was going to be revealed to be Mysterio in the fourth movie and that all of his characters were the same guy. Um, oh. And uh, and and so like the fact that Mysterio was at this 
event and then this burglar <laughs> is here <laughs> robbing the event it almost makes me think that they were working together um of Maybe. course yeah as we find out in the third movie he's actually working with flint marco but uh <laughs> that's that's two years from now sure um sure. But uh, yeah, so so I you know and and I think that the design of him in the in the movie is interesting because um, one of the things that they did in Amazing Fantasy fifteen is uh, they did a similar thing where when uh, when Spider Man moves out of his way um, in the in the comic and lets him go, he isn't wearing a mask or anything, and so he's got blonde hair, and then. When he's chasing down the person who killed Uncle Ben, he's got a, the hat on and then the hat falls off and, and you see the blonde hair and you're like, oh, my God, it's the same guy. Um, right. And uh, what I like is that they take that idea here and they they sort of double down on it by having him giving him a ridiculous hairstyle um, <laughs> of this white blonde hair with with a bl- with like a black he it, it's sort of like a I mean he's got a receding hairline but then it's also like he's got like the the donut you know bald head sort of like the Patrick Stewart but yeah. then the top of the hair is blonde instead of just like bald uh, and it's just it's a very distinctive um, hairstyle so that you can have a similar effect when the hat comes off, you know, next week. Right. Right. Then um, you, the recognizable you know, aspect of it. Yeah. 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 So I, I like that they did it that way. Cause I remember watching this and just being like, what is with this guy? Like he's got like an orange shirt and he's got camo <laughs> pants and like this ridiculous hairstyle. Like, like this guy, this guy wants this money for meth. That's what's going on. <laughs> um, and uh, and then and you know and then having read the the early uh, Ditko Lee stuff since then, um, you realize why they did it and and everything, and it's uh, it's really cool. That's I like nice I, I like that it. they did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it. Um, it, it, it we as we've been talking about the entire time on this um, podcast that when you are adapting something for screen, it's not just a process of uh, you know direct translation there has to be a because the medium is different there has to be a um an adjustment or you know something that makes Mm -hmm. it function in the context of the new uh version and i think this is a great way to do it uh his name is michael papajan by the way which i think is a great (laughs) great papajan yeah michael (laughs) papajan his nickname was poppy in college um sure wow (laughs) but at any rate still I, i i think um We've only had, I mean, it's amazing how quick this intro is. Like you said, he's in and out within 30 seconds, but that not just in the design of the the look of him, but in his performance, he's super memorable. I mean, this like, this put the money in the bag and like pistol whip uh, moment they mm-hmm. have is so brutal and, and like so, such a different kind of scary than we've had so far in the movie. You know what I mean? And yeah, yes. well, and, and, and it also, um, I think that it does something to, uh, sort of like the, the ellipses between, um, we, us seeing him leave and us, uh, seeing what he did because mm. it, 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 because he doesn't shoot this guy, he pistol whips him. Yeah. It shows you that. He's not just willing to like shoot people willy nilly. Yeah. 
Which yeah. makes me makes me realize like, oh, like Uncle Ben didn't just get shot. Like he stood up to this guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like he had to have because this guy is obviously not the kind of burglar who's willing. He's using this gun as mostly a prop is what it seems yeah. like. Yeah. An intimidation um, technique, but not right. Yeah. A murder. Weapon. And, and, and so like, it's obvious to me that uncle Ben must've stood up to this guy and he had no choice, but to shoot him to get the car. Gosh. Right. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So I, I really like what that does about that ellipses. Yeah. Um, it like fills in that blank without actually doing it. Uh, yeah. I really like that a lot. Um, great point. Yeah. Oh, also, uh, the, as the video game points out, this particular version of the burglar hmm. is named Spike. Nice. <laughs> oh, He's like, good old Spike. Good old Spike. Yeah, because yeah, in the in the game adaptation of 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 this film, he's like a, a member of a specific gang in town, right? Right. That like, right. Yeah, so you have to beat up everybody, beat up all the people on the way to him. And you have um, Toby Maguire when you're chasing him down. You hear his voice. Well, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great game, by the way. It is a great game. Spider Man Two is a million times better, but Spider Man yeah. One's pretty good. Spider-Man yeah, 1's pretty fun. good. Yeah, it's almost like a reskinned version of the previous Activision Spider-Man game, like the um the PlayStation 1 Spider-Man game that was a big hit. Uh, yeah, to yeah, a certain but, extent. Yeah, yeah, where like, you know, the, the whole web slinging and web shooter uh, mm -hmm. mechanic is the same, but it's just dressed up like this movie, and mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun. Bruce Campbell, again, mm -hmm. uh, kicking kick some butt in, uh, in the narration. The video game? On that one. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just... Just to lighten the mood a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, so I, I do like that, uh, you know, he's sort of like hearing shouting and stuff and like, what am I missing in there? Um, mm -hmm. I, I like that. And so like he kind of figures out what's going on. And I like that it's a long hallway because it's not it's not an instant decision. It yeah. is a process. To right. coming to the decision to step out of this guy's way because that's what the promoter deserves. Yeah. 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 There's for time sure. for think, that journey. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, I like that. And it also allows us to see this burglar's ridiculous run. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's no Tom Cruise. That's for sure. Uh, Listen, Papa no. John's booking it. <laughs> yeah. Papa John. <laughs> Michael Papa John, yeah, Papa I, John. I think that's a good thing you you brought up, Scott. The um the moment of like, hey, what's going on over there? Because mm -hmm. if if Peter had like I don't know decided to take the stairs or something, or had gotten right into the elevator and pressed the close button, at hearing this moment, he still does take enough time to wonder or be worried. He's still good enough of a kid that he's interested you know that, that he doesn't just genuinely think hey that's none of my business not my problem i'm just gonna go on my merry way he has mm -hmm. the moment of his true self and then like you said has time to make the wrong decision i but like right. his, his first instinct is to pay attention to people in danger or some sort of strange noise he's not as timid as he was you know a few days ago and he's not quite a hero yet but he has that just a little moment there it, yes, uh, it makes it sure. worse, I guess. Uh, I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. This what? is also yeah. the the way that Peter says, "I missed the part where that's my problem." Mm-hmm. He says it in a way that he almost has this expression on his face, like, "Oh, I can't wait! I'm gonna get yeah. to throw this right back in his face." <laughs> Building it up. He's smart. Yeah. He's smart. Yeah. He's a smart ass. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how yeah, often that's... do you have that chance? You know, to like right that you oh, have yeah, the perfect I mean, comeback. I mean, uh, Right, because because the thing is that you always think of the perfect comeback later. Yes, exactly. And so the the fact that he's like he's got his improv skills going, and he's like, oh, <laughs> here it comes. Uh, like, oh, it's it's good. It's a good. It, it's it's very satisfying, despite the fact that we know what's coming. It is very satisfying. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, oh, it's it's rough. A thing. <laughs> here's a silly thing. The first few times I saw this movie. Um, I never really understood the line, call the cops, stop that guy, because this security officer looks so much like a police officer that I always assumed assumed the Mm -hmm. cops were already there. Uh, And so I I think he's the one who says, call the cops, because we're still, you know, hanging out with Mr. Fight Promoter here. And there was always a little like hiccup in my brain logic while while watching this film uh, that the cop says, call the cops. Um, but mm-hmm. n- for the, I mean, I think I probably noticed this in earnest recently, but it probably wasn't until the invention of the DVD copy of this film that I noticed that it says security officer on his arm and not like NYPD or something yeah, like right. that. <laughs> yeah, well, sure. yeah. And I mean, you know, being a wrestling thing, they would, dr- of course they dress up their security guards to look like police officers. <laughs> That's right. Cause it adds more credence. Uh, <laughs> Makes sense. Like, this, this like sleazy wrestling league. Yeah. Like when they have one yeah. of their models be a nurse for a uh, poor old flying Dutchman on the other the other yeah. day when he's being wheeled away when he can't feel his yeah. legs. Uh, <laughs> All right. So sad. That's I'm, not to think about that guy never walking. <laughs> I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that he's a security officer because one of my pet peeves in film is when police officers refer to themselves or other police officers as cops. Uh, right, because they don't do that ever. Um, like right. ever, uh, the the phrase "cop" it's not a term of endearment or respect in any way whatsoever. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. So 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 when a police officer is like, "I'm a cop," I'm like, you know, nope. That <laughs> nope. <laughs> in every movie that that ever happens, it drives me crazy. Anyway, <laughs> you know, like the TV um, show. So, cops. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> That's what I want to be associated uh, with. Yeah. <laughs> So, so, so Hal, do you, I mean, obviously you were in it, so your story is going to be a little different, but do you remember seeing this movie for the first time and what your reaction to it was? Yeah, I was super excited and loved it. And I, uh, it it was cool to see those, of course I, in the wrestling scenes, in addition to enjoying it, I was trying to find like, which little speck am I in the background? Can I find me? You know, I was there for. Or maybe for like three to five days, I guess, of shooting because they had they had all the wire work for inside the ring, so it took a while to to film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was so excited, and I thought it was done really well. And again, when you're in that at that point, people who were comic book fans didn't mm-hmm. really have much to go with. Uh, yeah. X Men had come out at that point, Blade had come out at that point, but prior to that, it's basically just Howard the Duck. So to mm-hmm. see something done confidently, you're like, this is the greatest movie ever made yeah. <laughs> because it's the movie you've been waiting your entire life to see. And and these kids nowadays, they don't have 
<laughs> that feeling of having to wait. If you're right. 15 years old, you've had superhero movies pretty much all your life and mm-hmm. good ones. Yeah. yeah. They don't know what it's like to wait a really long time for something to finally be adapted into film. I mean, maybe there's mm-hmm. something else that that's taking that place now, but you know, comic books are these rich sources of material and really great stories and characters and to finally see them getting tapped for the big screen was yeah. really exciting. At that time you didn't know that it could be done any better and now obviously you know that it that it actually can be and you can have an interconnected universe and things that none of that was in my awareness watching it. I was just excited yeah. to see Spike. Like the 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 minutes that are coming up when he first swings around the city and and has to use his his powers to chase down this this thief and killer <sighs> is so exciting. It's still so well done that that you know I just I still enjoy it now. But it's it's nothing like seeing it on a big screen for the first time. It was very exciting. Absolutely. Did you see it opening weekend? Um, like were you yes. like one of those first people? Like yeah, when the day it comes out, I'm there. I took that. a. I went with a group of friends to a like 9.30 a.m. screening in oh, wow. uh, Culver City, California. Yeah. Like the earliest, what is the first ticket I can get to see this movie? I want to be there and see it. That's awesome. And only a stone's throw from where you were when you filmed it. That's kind of awesome too. Yeah. 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 I love that area. So that nice. I, still, yeah. I still live near there today. And I every time I drive by the lot, I think about it. Well, thank, thanks so much for joining us, Hal. This has been uh, this has been very uh, educational. Oh yeah, <laughs> thanks for having me. I'm glad to have been here. Absolutely. Yeah. Glad. So yeah. Uh, one one last time, tell people where they can find you if they want to check out your other shows. Yeah, I mean you can go to hallublin.com. That's a pretty easy way. L U B L I N, like Dublin, Ireland, but with two L's instead of a D and an L. Uh, and I'm at Hal Lublin on Twitter and Instagram. Pretty much anywhere you can follow me online. I've got that name on reserve uh, and you'll see me <laughs> chatting about all the, the things coming out. Wh- when is this going to go out? Uh, let's see. Should be, what is that? End of, end of the month. Okay, yeah. great. So, yeah. uh, so in just a few weeks on Friday, July 21st, Mark and I will be doing, we got this live in Philadelphia as part of the Philadelphia podcasting festival. And you can get tickets for that right now at bit.ly forward slash we got Philly. That is all lowercase. P-H-I-L-L-Y. Nice. Beautiful. All Beautiful. right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Hal. Um, mm-hmm. we'll, uh, we'll have to put you on reserve for Spider-Man 2. Please do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, and uh, we will be back tomorrow. But in the meantime, if you want to go check out DuelingGenre.com, we have a lot of uh, other shows there that are popping up all over the place. Uh, of course, Lord of the Rings Minute and uh, and Harry Potter Minute are going on over there, as well as now we've got um, Toy Story Minute. We have Ferris Bueller Minute. Uh, MCU Minute is starting up, uh, along with a bunch of other like non-minute shows like BS with Brandon and Scott and uh, and and uh, a bunch of other ones that I don't want to say because I don't know if they've if it's started yet. Um, so, uh, so so yeah. So there's going to be all kinds of things. So go check that out at DuelingGenre.com. And we'll be back tomorrow with Minute 44. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.